What's up, wrestling fans? Webmaster Wade Needham here, the Ring Scoops Podcast. And this, this right here, this is the first Ring Scoops Podcast of the new year, 2022. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? I can feel it. I certainly can feel it from top to bottom, all the way through my bones. Oh, yeah. The Machu Man. Mm-hmm. Okay, enough of that, enough of that. All right, yes. Okay, so it is 2022. It is a new year. I am recording this on Friday, January 7th, 2022. The time is 10.58 p.m. Pacific time. So technically, you guys are going to see this on January 8th or listen to this. Can't see it. It's a podcast. It's an audio podcast. But I'm feeling good, man. I am feeling really good. It's 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 been about a minute, been about a month, right, since uh, I did a Ring Scoops podcast. Um, took some time off for the holidays, doing the Ring Scoops thing, uh, just enjoying myself, letting 2021 finish out. You know, I had a lot of plans for 2021, and then I had I had some health issues, uh, and then I had you know some uh, some personal problems. Um, you know, come up, uh, some family tragedies, uh, unfortunately lost a couple members of the family in 2021. Um, right at the very beginning uh, in January last year, lost my grandmother, uh, a couple months later in April, lost my oldest brother. Uh, 2021 was not really a good year for, for the webmaster, especially the first six months of it. Um, and then, you know, like I, like I said before, and well documented, if you follow my Twitter account, my personal health issues and whatnot as well, but we did finish out 2021, uh, on an upswing of things, 2022, those plans that I originally was having for 2021, that are going to come to fruition in 2022, hopefully knock on wood, boom, 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 here we go. We're going to kick things off talking about something that actually happened on the very, very last day of 2021 that's right new year's eve last week last year <laughs> um i'll tell you tony khan aew tony khan tony khan aew tony khan likes to he likes to run his mouth he likes to go on social media he likes to uh, have diarrhea of the mouth there something pops into his head there's no filter boom he, he puts it out there you know what i mean he's he's like he's like tony stark without the intelligence um which makes him a piece of crap. Yeah, I'm, hey, you know what? Go on record and say it. It's New Year, New Me, right? That's the phrase, New Year, New Me. I mean, hey, there we go. Tony Khan, fuck you, piece of shit. Uh, I don't care about you or your product. So I'm just going to go ahead and uh, I'm just going to let everybody know my fucking opinion about this shit from now on. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. I cussed. Holy crap. I said fucking and shit all in the same sentence. Ooh, sue me. So what? 
Uh, actually, don't sue me. Um, I actually technically have not broken any legal laws or anything like that, uh, depending on the jurisdiction you're in. But anyway, no, uh, it's all entertainment, right? It's all entertainment. That's what we're doing here on the podcast. I talk to entertain. I give my thoughts on things. It's professional wrestling. It's a television product. It's a TV show, people. Let's not take this all way too seriously, right? Anyway, going back, Tony Khan, AEW. Um, so, yeah, uh, former AEW star Big Swole um, and President AEW President Tony Khan, they were trending all last week uh, on social media um, after Khan responded to some comments that Swole made about her former employer during a, a new interview. Um Swole discussed her AEW departure on a recent episode of her uh, call-in show, Swole World. Um, pretty much, she called out AEW uh, for the lack of structure and diversity, which is what led to her departure. Which, of course, prompted Tony Khan to take to Twitter, and he issued out a response to Swole within an hour, actually, of uh, her quotes going public and whatnot. Um, and here's what Tony Khan had to say on Twitter. And it's, uh, here's an exact quote. Uh, quote, the top two AEW execs are Brown, me and Mega, uh, Jade, Bowens, Caster, Dante, Nyla, Isaiah, and Mark Quinn, all one TV, all one on TV this month. The TBS title tournament has been very diverse. I let Swole's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. Hashtag AEW Rampage, street fight tonight, end quote. And that's what uh, Tony Khan put out there. And that's what ended uh, 2021. Um, Khan's tweet to this day, right here, right now, one week later, it's still live. And Big Swole um, has not publicly responded that I know of. But, dude, come on. Tony Khan, man. Really, bro? Really? This is like, this is Tony Khan's equivalent to, hey, I'm not racist. I have black friends. Dude, get get your foot out of your mouth. Apologize for this this comment, dude. If you didn't think her wrestling was good enough, that's the reason why you let the contract expire or whatnot, that's all fine and dandy. But there's different ways that you could have responded to this, Tony. Tony, Tony Khan, Khan man. Okay? There's different ways that you could have responded to this. You could have just easily been like, hey, look, we let our contract expire because we didn't feel like we got a, a full return on investment, perhaps. Uh, we take her, her comments uh, heavily into consideration and we will look into what we can create a better diverse environment or whatnot. You know, so, something like that, right? Instead, you know, she goes out there and she says, I, I you know, I was I departed from the company. Uh, they lack some structure and some diversity. And Tony Khan is just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, you know what? We got this. and We got that. We got this. We got that. Dude, is that really, really how a professional should respond? And the answer is no, man. Dude, Vince McMahon would never do that. Ted Turner would have never done anything like that. You know, um. Hell, when Steve Jobs was alive, even when he was an asshole in the 80s running Apple, he would have never done nothing like that. It still would have, he would have done that internally. It would have never been public. Tony Khan, dude. Come on, bro. Like, 
you need you need to learn when to open your mouth on this kind of shit. You really do. Tony Khan on Twitter is like what Donald Trump was when he was on Twitter before he got banned. That's what it really is. Like Tony Khan's Twitter account reminds me a lot of Donald Trump's. Where if he's just got something to say, boom, he's just going to throw it out there. He doesn't care if it offends anybody, if it's going to piss anybody off, how it sounds, how it comes off. Dude, you can't, you can't do that, man. Public relations, bro. I mean, this, this, this is just not a good look. This is a, a huge fucking ostrich egg all over your face, man. And the face of AEW. This this split a lot of people when this went down last week. There were people that I saw on social media that were just straight up diehard AEW fans that were like, yo, Tony, you fucked up. You messed up, bro. I just, I, I don't get it. I really don't. I know this was a week ago. Uh, recording this podcast uh, a week later. I just wanted to throw that out there. We're going to talk more about some recent stuff now. I wanted to get that out of the way. Uh, this past Tuesday, NXT 2.0 had New Year's Evil. Uh, it was um, a four-match card on USA Network. The main event was uh, commercial-free. In the first match, it was a singles match to unify the NXT North American Championship and the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Carmelo Hayes, the North American Champion, defeated Roderick Strong, the Cruiserweight Champion. So there you go. The American Championship absorbs the uh, Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, Next was a six-man tag team match. Riddle and MSK defeated Imperium. Walter, Fabian Eichner, and Marcel Barthel. Um, man. All right, well, hold on. Let me go back. That, that, that opening match, right? Carmelo Hayes, Roderick Strong. Phenomenal match. Phenomenal match. I am adding that to my notes of matches to look back on in December, 11 months from now, to say, does this still hold up? Could this potentially be a match of the year candidate? Because it was just phenomenal. It was a good match. Carmelo Hayes, Roderick Strong, props to you guys. All right, now it's a six-man match. Imperium lost, right? Walter, I read a report that Walter is going to be finishing up his time over in the UK region, in Europe, and that he's going to be coming over here to the States to work a more full-time schedule. And I'm excited for that. I am very excited to see Walter on the U.S. soil. That's right. A pause between the U.S. and soil. (laughs) Walter on U.S. soil, man. Working full time. Maybe one day in the near future we might be able to get Brock Lesnar versus Walter. Bobby Lashley versus Walter. Roman Reigns versus Walter. All the big guys, right? Of course, he will have good matches with guys like a a Sami Zayn. Of course, they won't let those guys get enough time or Sami get enough offense in for it to be a really good match, I don't think. I don't have confidence in WWE for allowing Sami to kind of get over a little bit. Uh, But, you know, hey, man. 
I can still see some pretty good matches out of Walter and some of the smaller guys on the roster. I, I would love to see AJ Styles versus Walter. I think that would be a really good match. You know what I mean? Shinsuke Nakamura versus Walter. If Walter went over to SmackDown, took on Shinsuke for the Intercontinental Championship, <sighs> come on, man. That's money right there. That is money. I don't, I, I get that they want to push MSK, and I want to push them too. But to have them go over on Imperium, you know, with Riddle, I, I don't agree with that. I really don't. But hey, it is what it is. There's a reason why I am not a booker, there's a reason why I'm not a, a promoter. Uh, you know, so. I'm just I'm just a fan at home watching a product, reviewing it, giving my thoughts. That's all I can. It's all subjective anyway. What I like, you may not like. What you like, I may not like. But hey, that's cool, bro. We're still watching wrestling together, right? That's fine. We can go to a restaurant. You can have you can order something different off the menu, and I can order something different off the menu, and we both can compliment the same chef. That's the beauty. Okay. If, if, if there's something that I like that you don't like or there's something that I don't like that you like, I'm not going to fight you on it. I'm not going to argue with you on it. I'm not going to try to convince you otherwise. If you come to me and you say you like something and I happen to not like it, guess what my response is going to be? Hey, man, that's good for you. That's cool. I'm not going to be like one of them dicks that's going to wedge myself into your likes and say, no, you're going to like what I like. I'm not like that. I don't do that stuff. I don't subscribe to that mentality. All right, moving on. Triple threat match for the NXT Women's Championship. Mandy Rose defeated Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez to retain her championship. I like Mandy Rose as the champion. Uh, I, hopefully one day Cora Jade can, uh, can win the belt. I think she needs a little bit more time under her before she gets into that title picture. But Cora Jade's got a bright future. She is one of my favorites out of, uh, you know, this new direction of NXT. I think she's going to do phenomenal. Uh, in my personal opinion, it wasn't the strongest match on the card, but, you know, it's fine. It, it, it didn't suck. It didn't suck. But compared to the other matches, I mean, come on. All due respect. <laughs> Tough competition this night. The main event... Commercial free, just like Donald Trump presents Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Singles match for the NXT Championship. Braun Breaker defeated Tommaso Ciampa by submission with a Steiner recliner. Which I asked Scott Steiner back in 2006. I asked him once when I got to talk to the big bad booty daddy. I asked him, I said, Mr. Scott Steiner, owner of Shoney's, who was recently on the news, which they didn't announce his restaurant name, Mr. Scotty Steiner, where can one buy, where can one purchase, where can one obtain a Steiner recliner? To which he had no answer. Instead, he laughed. And then asked me a counter question and said, are you going to watch me beat the shit out of Sting on Sunday at the pay-per-view? And my response was, oh, 
Big Papa Dump. Of course I'm going to watch you beat the shit out of Sting this Sunday on the pay-per-view. And we both had a laugh about it. I said, thank you for your time, sir. I hung up. The next caller on the media line went through and asked his question. Braun Breaker defeated Tommaso Ciampa with the Steiner Recliner. So wherever you can obtain one of these, which to this day I'm still wondering, where can you get a Steiner Recliner? Well, Braun Breaker's got the hookup. And I think he hollered because he heard Scott Steiner that day. And he got himself a Steiner Recliner. Braun Breaker is the new NXT champion. Off the air, exclusive Rick Steiner got in the ring to celebrate with his son, Braun. Great moment. I saw the video. I saw some pictures. You can just see how proud, and rightfully so, you can see how proud Rick Steiner is of his son, Braun. Braun Breaker, the new NXT champion. You can see. You can see it, man. The pride. That's a beautiful thing, dude. That is that is great. Braun Breaker, I've been saying it since the first day I saw him on TV. Braun Breaker is going to be a huge star. Braun Breaker is going to be, you know, I hate I hate to use the phrase. All right, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to be the guy. He's going to be the next big thing. He has got everything that Vince looks for in a superstar. I know, like, a lot of people, you know, they talk crap about Vince, all this stuff. But, I mean, Vince is still a creative mind. When he really wants to, he's really focused. He, he gets behind somebody. He's going to make him into a superstar. Like a huge mega superstar. Braun Breaker's got every tool that Vince loves to see in a toolbox. I mean, come on, man. I mean, you got to be realistic about that, whether you like him or not. Were you like Braun Breaker or not? Were you like Vince McMahon or not? Or WWE or not? Braun Breaker and Vince McMahon is a match made in heaven together. So I'm looking forward to see what they can do. What they can do together. All right. Um, New Year's Evil. Good show. I really liked it. Um, unfortunately, the very next day, on that Wednesday, there were some releases from the WWE, most notably from NXT. Got the article up here from Forbes. The headline says, WWE releases key PC employees as NXT 2.0 shakeup continues. This is what Forbes article reads. WWE's systematic pattern of mass releases have once again reared its ugly head as another quarter has come and gone. Key employees of the WWE Performance Center and notable NXT stars have been cut as the promotion continues its, its aggressive move into a new era, both in terms of NXT and when it comes to a future possible sale. WWE has reportedly released the following per Fightful. Danny Birch, Timothy Thatcher, Hideki Suzuki, hope I pronounced that right, William Regal, Kathy Carino, Scott Armstrong, uh, well, they've, they've listed Suzuki twice, 
George Carroll, Ryan Katz, Dave Kapoor, Road Dog, Brian James, which is the Road Dog, uh, of course, said it right there, and Ace Steel. WWE released the following statement regarding its most recent cuts. Quote, with the continued evolution of NXT 2.0, we've decided to part ways with some of the staff based in our performance center. We thank them for their many contributions throughout the years and wish them the best. End quote. Of course, there's a lot more going on here with this article. They, they talk about, you know, some stats from Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics and whatnot, uh, the New Year's Evil special. Um, even talking about... Um, you know, Freddie Prince Jr. recently claimed that WWE um, offered to sell the product to Fox and whatnot, which is kind of interesting to, to read that part. But um, yeah, a lot of these people were released. I'm, I'm shocked that William Regal was released. Um, it pains me to see Ryan Katz's name on there. Here in SoCal, a lot of guys, you know, that work with him, we, we call him Smiley because this dude can always put a, a positive spin on things. He's always smiling. His, uh, his positive attitude is very infectious, you know, um, very creative guy, hardworking guy. Smiley is, is, is one of those dudes that if you're going to build a wrestling company around, you got to have him in there at some capacity because Smiley will give you 110% no matter what. This dude will work his ass off for you. So it sucks to see that he was released from the WWE. He was there for, God, almost a decade. I think he was, I think they signed him in either uh, 2013 or 2014. He'd been there a very, very long time. Like, he was there, I think, from, like, one of the very first iterations of NXT. Like, not the game show part of it, but, like, when, when Dusty had it dusty was like the main guy running it and booking it and all that stuff before triple h got his his claws onto it heavily so yeah and then um the next day um after these releases wwe announced that samoa joe was released so that makes samoa joe released twice in one year and that sucks man that really does Joe's a great asset. He's he's like Smiley. Any organization that has a guy like Samoa Joe, you know, contributing in any fashion, coach, commentator, production, wrestler, manager, you know, doing any anything, they'd be lucky to have a guy like Samoa Joe. So that kind of begs the question now too about Samoa Joe is like. It, is he done in the ring? Is he going to go with another promotion? Is he going to work more matches? He, he had a he had a, a good run in NXT. You know he had he had some decent spots on the on the main roster here and there. Loved his program with AJ Styles. It was memorable. He's been wrestling for well over two decades now. That's a long time. It's a very very long time. As you get older, injuries get a little tougher to come back from. You may never be the same after each injury. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to say Samoa Joe is like an old bastard or anything like that, but, I mean, in terms of what you and your body give to the business compared to, like, what you get back from it, 20 years does a lot of damage to your, your mind, 
to your body and your spirit. So uh, hopefully Samoa Joe lands well on his feet. I think he will. Very confident in that. I think Samoa Joe, as as much of a veteran as he is, I think he still has a very bright future for himself and whatever he does in professional wrestling. So there you go. All right, I'm going to end this thing with one more topic to talk about. And it's going to briefly talk about this because we still got several weeks to cover this. And I want to try to get Mac of all on the show so Mac and I can analyze this. Um, try to bring Cat on to one of these episodes as well. Try, try to one by one start getting uh, you know the Ring Scoops crew back up onto this podcast here because it's been well over a year since the Avengers have been together, if you will, right? Uh, the Royal Rumble that's going to be taking place on uh, January 29th at the Dome at America Center in St. Louis. St. Louis, Louis, Missouri, and misery. Uh, yeah, so the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, we got we got some good matches lined up already for this uh, as of tonight. Roman Reigns will defend the Universal Championship against Seth Rollins. We also got a mixed tag team match. Edge and Beth Phoenix versus The Miz and Maurice. We got a Raw Women's Championship match. Becky Lynch will defend against either Bianca Belair, Dewdrop, or Liv Morgan. We'll find out this coming Monday on Monday Night Raw as they do battle. WWE Championship match, Brock Lesnar, the new WWE Champion, who won it at day one, or as Miz would call it, January 1. Uh, Brock Lesnar will defend against Bobby Lashley. Oh, we're going to get that match, and it's going to be at the Rumble. We don't have to wait till Mania. We're getting that some bitch at the Royal Rumble. And then, of course, we've got the two Royal Rumble matches. That's six matches right there. That might be the whole card. I think we might have the whole card lined up here. I don't think they could do any more matches. This right here, this will do it, man, because we've got two rumbles now. Whereas like previous years, we only had the one, right? So we've got two. So this might be it. Six matches. This this has got to be it. I, I, I don't want to see them throw another match on there because that's just going to be overkill. But um, there were some big news dropped with the, the participants of these matches. Let's cover the men's first, right? The men's Royal Rumble. These are the following people that have been announced so far to be participants in the Men's Royal Rumble here in 2022. We got Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Austin Theory, Sheamus, and Johnny Knoxville. Oh, you heard me right. Star of Jackass. Co-star of Walking Tall. Johnny Knoxville. I want to see him come out as number one. And I want him to be like, Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. And this is the Royal Rumble. <laughs> and then like when he gets in there, like have Walter be number two. Johnny Knoxville come out number one, does the whole skit, right? I'm Johnny Knoxville. This is this is the Royal Rumble. Out comes Walter, number two. Walter gets him in the corner. Boom! Those get them chops, overhand chops, Mongolian chops, knife edge chops, overhand chops. You get all the chops. You get, 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 get. You put it all together right there. You just chop the crap out of them. 
I think that would be great. And they're like, I don't know, maybe like number two, or I mean number three, uh, can be like Omas, and Omas comes out, and you got Johnny Knoxville, you got a Knoxville sandwich between Walter and Omas, and they're just throwing them around like a freaking pinball machine. I something I don't know. I think that would be cool. That's gonna be fun. Now tonight on SmackDown, they announced. A huge majority, 19 out of the 30 entrants for the Royal Rumble. Which, you know, it, it, yeah, there's a lot of people pissed about this. There's some people happy about it. I mean, it's 19 out of out of 30 people. And some of the surprises are like out the window because they announced some of these people, right? But here we go. Here are the people announced for the Women's Royal Rumble. We've got Carmella. We've got Dana Brooke. We got Nikki A.S.H. We've got Queen Zelina, Rhea Ripley, Tamina. We've got Aaliyah. We've got Charlotte Flair, Naomi, Natalia, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi. Check this out. We've got some Hall of Famers in the Royal Rumble confirmed. We've got Lita. She's going to be in the Royal Rumble. We got both Bella twins, Brie Bella and Nikki Bella. It then check this out, guys. All right, WWE said we're gonna have some free agents in this thing, in the Royal Rumble, making their return for the night. Got Kelly. Kelly's gonna be in this thing. Michelle McCool's gonna be there too, and so is Summer Rae. Yeah. Oh wait, I forgot. There's one more. <clears throat> Impact Knockouts champion Mickey James. I'm not, I'm not shitting you. Mickey James announced for the Royal Rumble. WWE's uh, SmackDown. They had the visual. They 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 said it. They showed her. They said it. Pat McAfee referred to her as the Impact Knockouts champion. WWE Twitter announced it. Impact's Twitter announced it. Scott Demore he tweeted it. He announced it too. Mickey James, man. Mickey James going to be in the Royal Rumble. So, how is that going to go? How did that come about? It's very curious. Very, 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 very curious about that. Um, so, the next couple of days are going to be very interesting. If information leaks out about how that came to be, what the plans are, is it a one-off? A lot of people are most likely saying it, w- it will be a one-off. I, I believe it might be just a one-off. I mean, it's the Royal Rumble. This is not like... Um, no, it is it is like... There's people that are saying this is unlike WWE. That's what I'm trying to say. But if you look back in history, look back at like the 96 Royal Rumble, definitely the 97 Royal Rumble, when WWE had like a... A partnership with you know the uh, some of the lucha promotions down in Mexico, and they sent some people up, like we had Cybernetico and Peter Roth and all them guys, you know, in the Royal Rumble. Uh, Terry Funk would show up, you know, it would have, we'd have those kind of surprises. So I mean, this this is something that they would do and they have done in the past for a Royal Rumble, and it being a one-off kind of thing. Um. So, to say that this 
100% surprises me would be a lie. To make me turn my head and say, whoa, because it's been a while. Now, that is what happened. I was like, wow. They're kind of going old school a little bit. And it kind of made me think a little bit about what they've done in terms of recent releases and whatnot. And the whole uh, independent contractor issue, right? So they release talent. They say, go do what you want to do. We're not going to hold you to the contract. You go work where you want to work. And now they're like, hey, we want to use you on this night. We want to use you on this night. So they're going to get a big payoff. Wherever they're working is going to get promoted. It's going to be advertised like Mickey James. Impact Knockouts champion featured in the WWE Royal Rumble. That headline alone right there, that's huge. And guess what? WWE didn't have her on the sidelines collecting a paycheck, doing nothing. She wasn't wasted. She's doing what she wants. She's happy about it. She's working where, where she wants. She does what she wants. She has a continuous paycheck. And she gets featured on the WWE. If you really think about it, and if this becomes the new norm, this changes the game. This is what an independent contractor is. You bring them in for a select amount of dates. Really think about it, too. Think back. Remember when RVD came back? And in his contract, it stated he works like two or three months, and then he gets a couple months off, and then he comes back and works a couple months, but he can still work some indie dates here and there. That's a true independent contractor kind of thing. That's kind of like the groundwork, in a way, for what they're doing right here. Two years after this whole, like, every once in a while we're going to release a huge bunch of talent, when that started, it was two years ago, I think we're finally now seeing somewhat of what their end game could possibly be. These people aren't sitting around catering, collecting a check, not doing anything, and pissing people off because their favorites aren't being used anymore. They get to go do what they want. WWE says, hey, we want you on this night. That talent says, all right, cool. So you still get to see them work every time on other shows, AEW, Impact, New Japan, AAA, you know, all these different places. You still get that. But WWE is like, hey, we want you at the Royal Rumble. Well, Rumble becomes special because you're like, wow, talent from all over the world. There we go. In one night. That's nice, too. It's a win-win for everybody, in my opinion. Who's losing out on this? No one. No one. From an entertainment aspect, from a financial aspect, from from an integrity aspect, no one's losing out on this. You got to be really mental if this pisses you off. Uh, then uh, that's different than being entertained by it. You can be entertained by it. You cannot be entertained by it. That's who cares. But if you're pissed at this, that's a different animal. I that's foreign to me. I don't get that one. Really don't. All right, 
I think I should bounce. I think I'm I'm out of time. I'm I'm, I'm a little little blown up here. Uh, before I head out though, one last final thing about ring scoops. Got ring scoops news. Very brief. I'm working on a VR chat world where people can come in. There'll be an arena. There'll be a stage. There'll be a ramp. There'll be a wrestling ring. Commentary tables. There'll be the crowd. A concession stand. All that good stuff. If you are in the VR, VR chat, and you don't even have to have a VR headset for VR chat. You can play it on the PC and on the computer and all that stuff. And uh, don't have to have a VR headset. So it's open to everybody, and it's free. It's the best thing, too. I'm working on it. It's going to be a world. It's coming up soon. So I can't wait uh, to you know explore this avenue, Ring Scoops on VR chat. I got a developer blog up on ringscoops.com. You guys can check that out. Don't forget, check out Ring Scoops on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube, Twitch. The username Ring Scoops. Uh, we have a, a new shop. We're no longer on Pro Wrestling Tees. Fuck them. Uh, we are on Teespring now. And the easiest way to remember the address to that, shop.ringscoops.com. That's right. We got a lot of cool shirts on there. We got a just released shirt because everyone's being released, right? Just released. We got all kinds of good stuff, man. Yeah. Live premium podcast. Live premium stream. Hey, whatever. Shop.ringscoops.com. And also ringscoops.com for all the blogs, the podcasts, the card game. We, we got some good stuff, man. 2022, here we come. Here we come. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all for tuning in here to the Ring Scoops podcast. I am the webmaster, Wade Needham. Until next time, thank you. Good night. And be cool.